Welcome back, everyone, to the Risk Intel podcast, powered by SRA, where we share risk intelligence with experts across the banking industry. I'm your host, Ed Vincent, Executive Vice President at SRA. Thanks very much for joining us on today's Risk Intel podcast. Please welcome, join me in welcoming Sean Ryan. Sean is the Chief Financial Officer at SRA. Uh, but prior to wearing the CFO hat, Sean, you were our managing director and, and head of innovation and led our, our fintech initiative. So I'd love to drill in, drill in a little bit today on, on that fintech experience. Absolutely. So let's get Glad let's, to be here. Thank you. Let's just get into it uh, with this question of the fintech risk maturity framework. So okay. this was a, a concept that built on top of what SRA had done in the enterprise space. And we've taken that that concept and brought it over into the fintech space. So why why did we create the fintech RMF? Well, you mentioned that it's built on the RMA RMF or the Risk Management Association RMF, and that is designed to allow an organization to grade themselves, take a look at their own risk management practices, and gauge their maturity. Are they a mature risk management organization or are they an immature risk management organization? And given the importance of being good risk management managers when it comes to working with fintechs, we figured well it is absolutely applicable to your maturity as you prepare to manage a fintech. So we think in the best case, you would grade yourself and your fintech risk management program before you begin to do business with fintechs. And so what it does is it simply allows you to go through the same dimensions of risk that you might have uh, for your enterprise, but look at them through the laser focus of your ability to manage fintech partnerships. And so you're looking at their business qualifications, you're looking at their governance, you're looking at, excuse me, your governance of fintech relationships, you're looking at how you handle information security practices with respect to your fintech partners. And we think it sets you up more effectively to begin the due diligence for the idea of bringing on new partners. Um, so yeah, it's built, it's built basically upon that, uh, that RMA, RMF but laser focused on your ability to manage fintech partnerships. All right, let's shift gears a little bit from the, the theoretical sure. in, into the practical. Right? While you were leading the fintech uh, uh, team at, at SRA, you conducted risk assessments of fintechs, and you also helped banks go through that process of that, that self-assessment, that fintech risk maturity framework self-assessment. Can you take us through you know, one of those examples when you, when you helped a bank go through that journey and Right, what was their experience and, and, and any observations that they shared with you? Sure. Um, well, first of all, we were, we were helping a, a financial institution who is anticipating uh, a partnership with a digital asset exchange or a crypto asset exchange. Needless to say, given the events, uh, recent events, they probably put that particular, uh, particular strategic initiative on hold. But the first thing that you find out when you do that kind of self-assessment is that your existing vendor risk management practices probably aren't robust enough to handle the kind of risk associated with doing business with a fintech, doing business with a company that originates loans on your behalf or generates deposits on your behalf. You effectively want their risk management practices to be as robust as yours. So I think we saw a couple of things. Whereas the, org the institutions probably think that their vendor due diligence is good, for this kind of activity, it needs to be really good. It needs, to be, it needs to be two or three bars higher than what they're used to. And yeah. that just doesn't just mean uh, the amount of work that they do, but the kind of information that they look for. It might have, they might have accepted, for example, a, 
uh, a, a thinner financial condition file in the past to do business with a, uh, a, lawn, a lawn care provider or the folks who shred your documents or those kinds of things. But if you're going to have somebody originate deposits on your behalf from across the United States, as opposed to your, just your yeah, it's a whole different, whole different animal. You're going to need, you're going to need a lot more information. You're going to need a lot stronger due diligence. And then the second thing that I think has been a surprise to us as the assessors is how ready these companies that you're preparing to do business with might be for that kind of assessment. These are, these are fintechs, right? The reason that fintechs are important to the industry is because of the disruption they bring. Well, disruptors are generally younger companies with, um, with maybe not as experienced risk management teams as the bank has. And so they may not even understand the expectations that are going to be placed on them from a compliance perspective, from, a, from, a, from their vendor risk management perspective, right? Your fourth party is the bank. And so you, you're going to find that you're doing a lot of educating. You're educating your fintech partner as to what might be expected to do business with you. And that, that I think, was a surprise to us. It certainly was a surprise to some of the clients we've worked with. The other thing that I think is, uh, is important for the bank to recognize is the level of monitoring that you're going to have to engage in, right? It's not, uh, these are going to be high-risk vendors, what you might call tier ones in your, in your vendor risk management framework. And so it's not going to be, you ask the procurement department to do your annual vendor risk management assessment. No, you probably have to be on top of risk as it develops with these partners effectively in real time all the time. And so um, it's good to have a really robust monitoring program in place, a really robust issues escalation program in place, a really robust alert mechanism in place. And those are things that a lot of institutions think they have, but when you put it to the scrutiny of these kinds of partners, maybe their own systems and programs aren't robust enough. Right. You know, I would encapsulate that as, as, bringing a level of safety and soundness into this ecosystem sure. that hasn't necessarily been there in the past. I, I think that's right. A level of uh, the, the expectation is that the, the provider, the third party that you're working with, the fintech that you're working with, can meet the same safety and soundness bars that the regulators would place on you, the bank. After all, they're doing banking for you, right? It's banking as a service. They're using your charter to generate business for both themselves and for the bank. And so the regulators are looking at this we want that fintech, we want that partner to be as safe and as sound as the bank itself. And that's what their exams will look at. And, and in fact, we've seen in recent, um, you know, recent consent orders that that's exactly how they're treating these partners. They're treating these partners as if they're the bank itself, and they're expecting the same uh, risk management practices that the bank has in place and the bank's ability to guarantee that those practices are in place. And so I, I think you're right, the, the stakes are just raised. Right. Let's Let's dig in a little bit into this uh, experience of evaluation of the fintech, the risk assessment sure, of the fintech, sure. the monitor of the fintech. Right. Right. You've got an extremely unique perspective here <laughs> because not only have you led this from the, uh, the, the, the SRA team that was working on behalf of a bank to evaluate a fintech, um, you've also been the recipient or the consumer uh, of this as the, as, the, uh, as the CFO at SRA when a risk assessment has been conducted on SRA itself. So right. observations or, 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 or lessons or, or anything you'd like to share about that experience? Well, uh, the, the first lesson or observation is um, to do this well, the FinTech is going to have to have access, is going to have to provide access to the bank to a lot of information, a lot more information than you might normally be expected to provide in the middle of due diligence or a partnership agreement. And uh, you know, for us, I'm challenged now to keep that in information updated, 
to keep it in a place where I can get to it quickly and easily to, to know how to distribute it to uh, to my partners effectively. Obviously, systems like the one that 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 SRA produces or, and sells to its clients helps us do that, right? It helps us manage the documents. It helps us manage the communication. It helps us keep track of, of how fresh and, and real that, that information is. And then it, it puts a lens, it's put a lens on SRA. We've seen where we have an opportunity to improve. And I think that's what, that's one of the things that at least that, that I like about what we're doing as a company. We're trying to both help the bank choose good fintech partners, but we're also interested in helping those fintech partners be sound, safe and sound so that they can do business with more banks. When, when fintechs first came into the, into the marketplace, right, there was this idea that they were going to disrupt banking. It's actually turned out to be exactly opposite the case. They're helping the right. bankers re, be disruptive to the, to the capital markets, to the financial markets. And so in order to do so, we want the fintechs to be well managed from a risk perspective. And, and our tools help put that lens on the, on, the, on the fintech and actually help educate the fintech on what is expected of them in order to do business in this highly regulated market. Great. That it's raising the safety and soundness again on, on, you know, both sides of the coin there, right? The bank side and, and the fintech side. Yeah. And if, if I could just add something, it's not safety and soundness is, is, is the bar, but, but the reason risk management is important is your finance guy, Ed, you know, that their risk and return is a trade-off. And what we're trying to accomplish is to illustrate how exceptional risk management actually allows you to earn a higher return or to, to, or to meet your strategic goals as a financial institution without taking undue risk into the bank. And so it's really about being able to execute on your strategy without the pitfalls that you might have if you didn't do that well. And, and I think that's what makes, it, um, makes risk management exciting, actually. Awesome. Uh, Sean, great perspective, right? You brought right, a huge amount of you know, historical perspective, some hands-on practitioner uh, perspective here as well. And thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing it with our Risk Intel audience. Today. Thanks everybody Appreciate for joining it. us today. For more information on SRA, please visit srarisk.com. Watch or listen to our weekly Risk Intel podcast series, or follow us on LinkedIn to learn more.